You're listening to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah. Medically Unbiased. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Medically Unbiased. I'm here with Ron in the studio today. Say hello, Ron. Hello, Ron. <laughs> Love it. So this week has been kind of interesting for me because I decided to make a comment, singular, a singular comment on Twitter against, it wasn't really against masks per se. It was against somebody's interpretation of the meaning behind or the reason for masks because that ideology seems to have changed since March 13th or whenever the lockdown started mid March. Mm -hmm. So I've heard of negative and positive things on Twitter and I've never had more than maybe two people like, like or respond or anything. I don't do a lot of Twitter messages at all. It's not my format, I guess you would say, but, uh, it was over the weekend. <laughs> it was definitely my format. Nice. So I said to a gentleman, he had made a assertion that masks were to protect other people from getting the virus. You wear it and other people will be protected from getting the virus by wearing that mask. So you should be mandated to wear the mask. And when, when I thought about it, I had just heard that Phoenix was going to, inst- you know, institute a mandatory mask wearing area or like in the in the general public if you don't wear a mask in phoenix as of sunday and i did this tweet on thursday night at 8 30 i think so i did the tweet thursday night and i was thinking about the mandatory mask wearing coming up in phoenix and then how our governor in nevada was talking about doing mandatory mask wearing and I hadn't heard anything about that yet, but I was it was discussed. And I thought at the time that wearing a mask, making it mandatory now, is sort of like making you wear a condom at the baby shower. Like it's really late in the game to make people people are already wearing them anyway. I mean, people are wearing masks that have never worn masks everywhere, right? Yeah. So my tweet was in you know, contradiction to his in his definition of them. I didn't say don't wear them, nor did I say you're an idiot for not wearing them. I, yeah, it was quite simple, really. Yeah. It was just a, hey, I think you have misinterpreted what Matt. I think you said you, you got it backwards. I did say that. Yeah. Well, you typed it. Yeah, right. Well, you're right. I didn't, they didn't speak it, dictate it, or what, you know, have someone else. Type. I physically typed into Twitter. However many characters are allowed now, what it was one for now, it's something else, but 300 maybe. And it literally blew up. It, it went, as my kids would say, uh, almost viral in a sense. Yeah, like a micro viral. It went, yeah. uh, there was, so from, from that point on, that, that one tweet, singular tweet, to Sunday at about noon is when the messages sort of tapered off. When I say messages, it wasn't like, one or two an hour, it was 20 plus because Twitter, 
at least on my phone, my app, it'll only show me 20. It won't show me 22. 20 is the max. So it's a 20 plus every, and early on it was every 30 minutes. It got as bad as every five minutes. I was getting at least 20 either posts, negative comments, or responses. And to be fair, about 20% of the responses were in support of my position, not against me, but 80% were definitely against me. Oh, yeah. And 10 or more percent of those called for my head on a chopping block like I was a witch. They didn't believe you. the Salem witch trials. They did not believe you. You're right. First of all, they didn't believe I was a nurse practitioner. That was the best part. One guy was like, he's a photographer, because I used to be. Um, <laughs> which is true. It's I, yeah, but you could be both. I don't, I mean, whatever. It was just funny. Cause he was like, ha ah, he's lying. He's a photographer. No, I'm not. What? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who says it because very few people who responded were actually in the medical community. Yeah. The people that responded were viscerally responding. They were part of a cult, the Twitter cult. Yeah. Almost to me, it was the cult of like medical evangelicalism this group think ideology that makes them say, well, you're, we're doing it right. And we're doing it to help others. And that's why they don't even know the science behind it or what's going on or why they're wearing masks. And I've got some documents today that are going to outline a bunch of the data that shows that cloth masks aren't necessarily the best. Yeah, no, they're not. No, it's actually kind of horrible. Um, so I would get pictures sent to me. I would get people arguing with me. And I didn't argue back. I think the best thing I did about this was respond in kind, right? So uh, I'll try to put a link to the Twitter feed in the in the description so people can see it if you want to see it. For both of you listening, if you were really curious, for all, I think we have, I think we have five listeners now. Maybe. So all five of you will be able to laugh. And you can respond, but it won't be near as viral as what's already happened. So I learned a few things during this process, though. Okay. I learned uh, that it can't, if you don't have a thick skin and you're not comfortable in your own skin. So, like, if I wasn't comfortable with who I am as a human being and able to make, you know, say, say what I want to say and have people say negative things to me and not care that they say negative things because it's coming from an area of uneducated emotional bias. And I know that because I'm older, I can instantly see how a young person, female or male would totally be devastated that there's a group of people that hate them, that they've never met. Yeah. The the bullying the and it didn't end with I, there's a picture on Twitter of me and my daughter is taking my temperature with a like a Dora the Explorer you know, temperature probe. So a kids friendly little my little daughter and the kids friendly like medical kit from Dora the Explorer and she plays with play with all the time. So that picture is what I have on my Twitter feed of me. That's my whatever the icon and. I got messages that said she should have a better dad. You're a horrible father. I got, I hope that little girl lives with her mother because you obviously will kill her. I, I mean, yeah. it was pretty, pretty, you know, 
Brutal. Yeah, it's bad. So had I not been the comfortable person that I am and okay with it, I can easily see how it would have been offensive or bothersome to me with all these people attacking. Because I was attacked. I wasn't. It wasn't like two people went. You know, I I really don't see your point of view, but let's talk about this. There was no discussion. It was your evil must die. Almost as if an ogre, right? So there was no thought behind their reason for not agreeing. I all of a sudden wanted to push grandma off the cliff as they've heard numerous nonsense times before. Um, so anyway, I, th- I thought it was a little weird that that all went down over the weekend. Well, there, there are some angry people out there, obviously. Okay. And so they're angry, but to me, this Twitter nonsense of them being angry about it is the quintessential I'm going to dri- I'm going to drive my truck down the road and I'm going to yell at somebody and say you're an idiot like as I drive by at 30 miles an hour 40 50 miles an hour and never get a response never understand where they're coming from n- nothing just literally it's a drive by anger angry mob yelling at you yeah and it's it's we're not used to that meaning w- we have social media in our lives, but we don't have it 24-7, right? We can detach from that. Meaning, yeah. when I say we, I'm talking me and you, whatever, we're older. Right. We're, as young children that are constantly needing the endorphins to be fired up to, you know, what they say, are they, are, am I going viral? Do are I they, have enough likes? Yeah, and yeah. and when they, when, when they put something out there that maybe somebody doesn't like, and they get responses, and people have no filter because they're not standing in front of you. Right? They can say whatever they want to say because what do they care? It's just it's just words uh, that have been typed out, and then they go off the, they turn it off. Yeah, they leave. They or if they get if they see responses, they just don't respond. And people deleted like blocked me, which was funny. They blocked the constant onslaught of responses because some of the links on Twitter got, you know. 50, 60, 70 different comments yeah, back. There was people back and forth, yeah, not was, just me. It was you linked with two other people, I think. Yeah. In the comments response. Yeah. And the funny thing is when I was responding, one I think my favorite one was when a girl literally said, This is the dumbest comment I've ever. This is the dumbest comment ever. And my response to her was, You're right. Your comment is the dumbest comment ever. Because she literally says, This is the dumbest. So she's seeing her comments the dumbest. I mean, if you if you read what she wrote mm-hmm. and be literal about it, that's exactly what I'm like. You're right. I read it as pretty funny. I it was flipping hilarious. I thought everyone but was I'm, so mad and angry with you, <laughs> but your responses were like, "Ha ha, sorry you, that your you know your feelings are hurt." <laughs> right. I don't care about your feelings. I did not mean to upset your sensibilities about masks. I mean, literally, it was, you have it backwards. Whatever this person posted, your response was, you have it backwards. And then you started getting images of random photos with no sources. Yeah, there's no, there wasn't one source supported. Nothing was supported. People did say, well, the CDC says you have to wear a mask, which is false. They say they recommend you do. Yeah. But let's get into that, because the CDC recommends that you wear masks, yet... They didn't early on. They haven't before. They're doing it now. 
whatever. I'm just saying that nobody posted a link to the source. It was a picture. I think the other good one was that person that posted the picture of the two guys talking is in their cart, their cartoon caricatures of people. It's not real people pictures, stick people, stick people talking. And then around the guys with, it was only one guy not around his face was a bunch of red dots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking to the other guy and she go, and then it was a, the guy with the red dots had a mask and the guy without the dots didn't back and forth. And, and, and they were saying, you know, if you're six feet apart, one right. has a mask, one doesn't, you're okay. Right. Or, or you're better if like you're in the one picture, you're better in your house and the person's outside or something. So if you're alone, you're okay. I just want to know where that, I asked her, I said, so when did the stick figure guy get a pulmonary hemorrhage? (laughs) Like, why is he spitting blood? All the red dots. What does that represent? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't get a response, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure you didn't. I was just curious, why is there a pulmonary, why does the stick figure have a pulmonary hemorrhage? Is this an unknown? Is this uh, TB? Was that a TB <laughs> photo, maybe? No, It probably was. It was tuberculosis mixed with COVID, mixed with Ebola. <laughs> it was all, all the viruses. It was crazy. Yeah, so I just tried to be hilarious back yeah. because I, I found it, and I, it became addictive Saturday when I woke up and there was 190,000 response, whatever it was, I was a ton of response. I couldn't even get to them all. And I only responded to a few, but I would just yeah. respond in a very trolling, quote unquote, trolling fashion. And everyone said, she's just a troll. Well, I was kind of being one after that point because it was fun. Yeah. It kind of be, it kind of became a little addictive. I'm not going to lie. It was a little fun to just poke. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I, You know, in your Twitter feed in the bottom right-hand corner of that thread, you should be able to click on it, and it would give you the irrelevance or relevance of of your of the trend or whatever. It can actually tell you who's how many people have actually looked at it. Oh, okay. You can I, see I didn't numbers. even know that. See, yeah. I don't know that much about it. I know how to respond. Yeah. No, and it's, I, it's I learned cool. a lot in this process. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I would like to know, like, you know, how socially wide did that go out? Like, how many people did it? pull into its engage yeah. in the conversation. I mean, I'm, it couldn't have been whoever you responded to must've had a lot of followers. I well, would think. Yeah. So there, yeah, there, there was one doctor that was in the original thread and he, I respect him a lot. He's a really good doctor when it comes to type two diabetes, Jason Fung, Dr. Jason Fung out of Canada. And he, he talks a lot about type two diabetes and how to f- cure it. He actually, gets people off of insulin mm-hmm. fast as fat by fasting, by dieting, by going to a really low carb, high fat, clean, high fat diet. Um, and he's able to save people's lives, get them off their diabetes medication. So I follow him pretty regularly because the stuff that he posts is relevant. I, I love what he has to say. This person had responded to him. So when I responded to that person, it responded to him, Dr. Jason Fong and somebody else. So I piggybacked off of Dr. Fung's large following of however many million people that follow him, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure, but there's a lot. So I got benefit from that, but I also found that there's a, that saying that even bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause nobody knew who I was 
now now a bunch of people know who I am and hate me, but they know me yeah. <laughs> or know of me. They don't really know me. They yeah. know me on Twitter, right? I wonder how I wonder how many more followers you got from that. I know that my photography website got some hits because <laughs> I look at the statistical data of that, and that's been that just exists. I don't even do anything with it, but I get monthly updates. Yeah, and the statistics that show up show that. I've got some <laughs> extra followers, people not followers, are. but people from different areas that had never been to my, my photography page for any reason before. All of a sudden, it had this spike. <laughs> Checking up on you. Oh, yeah. They want to know where I was from, what I was doing. They want to verify if you're really a nurse practitioner. Right. Oh, yeah. And in my about page, it talks about how I was raised by wolves. So they just thought I was nuts. Like the whole about page, my photography page is all about how I was raised by wolves in Wyoming and the cold weather. Like it's absolutely just a bullshit story that I threw together one night and it's been there forever. Like it's not changed. So these people thought I, they must've thought I was a loon, which added to the hilarity of the whole thing. Well, remember these people read what CDC says and believe it. Right. Not saying the CDC is right or wrong, but you know, they talk about bandanas as a last resort. Right. Right, just because they talk about bandanas being last resort doesn't mean that you should be going out wearing bandanas at work if you work in the medical field. I just, from the beginning of this whole thing, I find it funny that we as a society we are not a third world country. Like, you know, it's not like people are running around in their piece of crap, barely running cars with you know, carrying water from a dirty lake or river and trying to drink out of that. I mean, we are affluent. We have people like poor people are driving fucking escalates. Let's let's talk about, you know, where we're really at in society. There's a line at Starbucks, 20 people deep to buy $5 a cup coffee. We're not broke. Why are we freaking out and having a bunch of seamstresses or seamstress guy, I don't know how you say the guy version, but whatever. Yeah. The people who make stuff with the sewing machine create masks. Like, when did this, I don't know, it's just weird to me. The, they've not done this for any other pandemic. Not the bird flu, the avian flu, SARS-CoV-1. Nobody ran around making masks. Nope. And as fearful as we were in the medical community of treating Patients with Ebola, I still remember the 12 hours of training to don and doff appropriately all of your gear and the millions of dollars that were spent on PPE. What happened to that? Because we didn't use it. It was all available, and now it's not here for the whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that that, you know, that happened, and we didn't freak out. People didn't run around with masks on. No, and... So all I did was say that masks, I don't believe masks work on the exhalation. The the masks are there to protect me from you. Yeah, because you're, you know, you have a point, you know, well, first off, America, United States of America, we didn't wear masks prior to, right? That's what you're claiming. That's not part of our culture. It was in Japan and it was in China. Right. Absolutely. That was part of their culture. So how the pandemic spread if they wear masks all the time, right? They are. I, and my buddy lives in Taiwan. And his argument was that, 
you know, only about 20% of the people wear masks. They're not everybody wears masks, but that's what you in see China? in China or Taiwan even. But, but the, at the time. The Olympics was there not too long ago. Yes. And it looked like everybody on the streets w- was wearing masks. I think the general public is pretty heavy in mask wearing because the pollution level is so high. That's why they wear them. So why do they need more masks then? Yeah, it's a good question. You Pandemic? Know, yeah. You're saying? No, why, why, Virus. Would, why would they? Yeah, but they're supposedly make enough for their people to have. I Yeah, I don't know. Why did they need more? Good question. Good conspiracy theory question for sure. Yeah. I never, like, we'll never get an answer to that, but that's a good one. You know, on top of what they already had, they asked for ours. We donated. Yeah, we gave. early on. But I mean, so if, it, if they all wear masks in China, right? They're wearing masks all the time and protecting themselves from pollution. Yeah, how did it spread? How did it spread so quickly right yeah my theory is that much like see the cdc has a document from sars-1 that says that they suspect sars-1 was airborne not actually in respiratory droplets that it's purely airborne Hmm. if that's the case this doesn't matter if i wear a mask or not correct especially in public it wouldn't matter at all and then if you look at you know the cruise ships that people got sick that's circulated air right yeah bunch of people got sick on the cruise ship and they didn't all come in contact with each other well we had that first patient that came from C, um oregon i think it was here in nevada yeah okay first patient that he flew he got out of the um nursing home saw a friend or whatever okay that nursing home i think in oregon i don't remember where in oregon. all the details right but uh i know he, he got on a plane they they called they they sequestered Everybody that was on the plane. I don't know the follow-up to that, if they had caught uh, COVID or not. Okay. But he was the first suspected COVID patient in Nevada. In you Nevada, mean? yeah. See, I mean, he, he, he that's ended the up first one. That's the first one they're going to talk about. I doubt that's the first one that was here. That when it was... No, I doubt it, too. I, I think we had it way before that. But, I think CES was the big spreader, but anyway. But this is what they were documented or reporting about at the time. Okay. And they had, you know, they had police pick him up, mm-hmm. got him off the plane, took him to the Were hospital. the police wearing masks? Uh, at the time, probably not. I would think not. Yeah. They could have been. I mean, I don't know. But you arrest a guy or you put him in your car, take him somewhere. They took him to the hospital. Right. So I'm yeah. saying you put a guy in your car, take him to the hospital. You're in close proximity. Yeah. I mean, you're closer than six feet. Even if they were wearing masks, my point though is if you're wearing masks and it's airborne, you're going to catch it because masks, unless it was N95, which nobody had at the time. Right. Um, you, you're going to catch it. There's and f- and what, why are people still catching it to this day? Why are, I know we're testing more. I get all that, but it's still out there. Right. Summertime, right. still out there. Numbers for testing are going up because we're testing more. Fair enough. But why why isn't it dying out? Well, I think it's definitely much lower than it was. The The scale is nowhere near as large as it was in April, right? So there's 14 plus thousand people dying weekly, according to the CDC, in April. Mid-April, 14,000 plus people, 14,000 X hundred number of people yeah, were the, dying the a week. The deaths absolutely are going down. Correct. Absolutely. Right. Seeing the numbers, the death toll numbers are, are dropping significantly. Okay. People, I think the median age is going down, meaning you're not, 
you're probably in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, not in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, early on, we were only testing like the severely sick people. But now we're testing everybody. Right. So that is going down because we're testing more. Right. But it's not, it's not going away. Right. It's not. So, no. But on this, back to the Twitter mask thing, I mean, I really want to talk about that a minute because to me, the mob mentality of that is a, is a very important thing to talk about. So if you look back in science, Galileo, who everyone is like the father of modern science. Yeah. There's like moons on Saturn named after Galileo. I was, I was taught that in school. Right. However, in, uh, when, when he made his bigger telescope in 1610 and started actually looking at the moon and Venus and Saturn and Jupiter and all these different planets, the prevalent hypothesis of the day, which came from like Aristotle and Socrates, was that we were the center of the universe. The earth was not moving, was ever fixed. It wasn't a ball, it was flat, it was fixed in the universe. Everything else revolved around us, right? Mm -hmm. Very id, ego, if you want to use Freud's terms. Still does. Still, right? Yeah, the world does revolve around me. Twitter. Just kidding. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know me. So anyway, when he, when Galileo hypothesized, and rightfully so at the time, it was a hypothesis, but under some really good observational science, that we are spinning slowly we're spinning and that we revolve the earth revolves around the sun the sun is the center the catholic church and the scientists at the time held a tribunal and arrested him he wrote a book about how we were not the center of the earth or center of the world he was arrested twice died at <laughs> On home, home arrest, he died. So you're going to tell me that and later, later, the church posthumously like declared him a saint and made all these good things and got rid of, like erased his felonious record for going against their thought process at the time. Yeah. But that was the function of the mob. The mob came after Galileo for having a contradictory... Opinion, opinion yeah. yeah, against the system. Scientific. Correct. Opinion. A contradictory scientific opinion mm-hmm. based in science. So 400 years later, it's 2014, and uh, Professor Tim Noakes in South America tweeted, ironically, one singular tweet to a breastfeeding mother and she wanted to know about weaning her child off of breast milk and was worried um, because they're in South Africa. They're, did I say South America? South Africa. South Africa. Uh, there's some like terms, like instead of it was like wind instead of gas. You know what I mean? Like it was going to make the baby gassy. And she said, will it make the baby have wind or something like that? Yeah. Their terminology. So all he said was wean the baby to a LCHF diet, low-carb, high-fat diet. That's it. That's all he said. A dietitian 
the head of the Dietary Council for South Africa, read the post, posted a really vicious tweet back, and said she was going to contact the medical board and have his license revoked. Wow. He spent four years, hundreds of... Now, he's an eminent, like a Class 1A rated eminent scientist, professor at the university with grants, with research data. Mm -hmm. And he had won numerous, numerous awards in South Africa for his work on sports medicine, nutrition. The guy's no idiot. Like the guy, you're talking about, you're not talking about me, right? Nurse practitioner. You're talking about professor that dedicated his life born in 49, dedicated his life to science. And all he did was post one tweet. One. And the mob was vicious and came after him. You know how that feels. Yeah, but I, well, it's still early in the week. I haven't lost my license yet. (laughs) Who knows? 2020 has been a banner year for everybody. It could, uh, it could change. Remember, this wasn't 2020. This was 2014. That's true. Six years ago. You know, it was a different time Different time back then. It was a different time six months ago. That's true. Remember January? What a day. December. <laughs> December was awesome. December 19. Mm, chestnuts roasting on open fire. All that good stuff. So anyway, you got Tim Noakes, who's on Twitter, makes a post, and... All of a sudden, he's having to defend himself. He goes through literally two different trials. Estimates are that the costs for the trials were somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million between the cost for the country or the whatever, the place that tried him. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a city. It was a, like a province. Province, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm not up on my geographical studies, so I don't know what they call it. Um, but they estimate it was like $10 million in costs. U.S. or Australian? No, it was. Uh, would have been South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Oh. There was an Australian, maybe it was, there was an Australian maybe dietitian it, that had the exact same thing happen to him a couple years later. Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah, Gary Fedke. So Fedke went on Twitter again. <laughs> eh, Twitter's evil. I'm telling you they're going to come for you. And he posted about low-carb, high-fat. And a dietitian, ironically, why dietitians are so bitter? I don't understand. But the dietitian in Australia went for his license, and sure enough, the mob came after him, saying how he was not. He was a he's an Gary Fedke is an orthopedic surgeon, and he was promoting low carb, high fat as a way to lose weight, feel better, get more healthy. And they said that he was not promoting the dietary guidelines as outlined in the Australian Medical Association's guidelines. Well, he disagreed with the guidelines, like Galileo disagreed with. Sure, and when was when when was that guidelines started? You know oh, how long ago? They've been, so Tim Noakes has really good videos about this and goes into depth about when it changed and transformed all the dietary guidelines. Mm-hmm. And he explains how, especially in America, the predominant director of all food stuffs in the world comes out of us, comes from us. Yeah. So ultimately, that means we are directly responsible for the type 2 diabetic epidemic because 
we've created it. Yeah. With our the way we make food and the amount of carbs we put in it and all the problems with it. So he goes in to explain how that all changed, right? And he had all the science to back it up. And once he presented that to the collective courts that were going to try him and make him lose his license and his ability to practice, he was able to practice. They, you know, said, oh, we, we agree. Everything's great. You can go back to doing your work. Mm-hmm. But he just spent four years of his life fighting to do what he had been doing for years, 50 plus years. And you're making the guy now fight for the right to do it because some dietitian said, you're not following the guidelines. And everyone that was on their side, the dietitian side, the mob. The mob. The mob. You contradict the mob and you're going to pay a price. That price can either be you die in jail like Galileo. We don't go that far today, right? But purgatory from making money on something that you know how to do and do well. Yeah. And the country or state or city you live in removing your license because you have a contradictory opinion to the status quo, which may or may not be right, but all you're really asking for is a discussion. Nobody wants to have that discussion. Do as I say or die. Mob mentality. Not good. It's groupthink at its finest, really. It's almost a cult. If you ask me, it's almost a, that's why I'm calling this episode. I think I'm going to call it the cult of medical evangelicalism. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty, that's because everybody should wear masks, right? They should. Damn you. Wear a mask. You're cute. You're going to kill. You want to kill my kids? Is that what you, you want to kill my family? Is that what you're trying to do? Kill people? Your murderer. Because you don't wear because you don't wear a mask or because you wear a mask. Yes, because you don't wear a mask. <laughs> you whatever. I'm gonna fight both of them because I'm the mob and I just like to fight for no other reason than to fight. There's a lot of mobs out there. There's some in Seattle too. I've heard. No, there's a lot of mobs everywhere. But the point is, is that when it comes to this mask thing, I have some data that says. So, these people on this Twitter feed said to me that well, that's why. It's, you know, a surgeon wears a mask, right? To protect himself from the patient. Like, you can't compare the two. These face-touching, nose-scratching, glue-sniffing freaking freaks in the grocery store wearing a mask for 10 seconds, pulling it off to scratch every orifice of their body and then putting the mask back on and then touching everything they just come in contact with so they can go back to scratching their nose to put the mask back on. They're not protecting anything. If anything, they're just slowly infecting themselves. Because they're touching their face all the time. Masks will make you touch your face more. Period. Yes. So, (laughs) in 2015, there was a study published about masks and about cloth masks specifically. Um, It's called a cluster randomized trial of cloth masks compared with medical masks in healthcare workers. Now, these guys did an entire, you know, I don't know, it's 24 pages of this study that I printed out here and looked at and read. And this was published in 2015. Um, they had to write a response because of the COVID pandemic. There was a new response posted. Yeah. But this whole thing was to compare cloth masks with medical masks 
specifically in healthcare workers, in hospital-based healthcare workers. So early on in the pandemic, we were telling people to wear masks, and even hospital workers were wearing cloth masks. This study had the CDC read it. We'll show you that a cloth mask actually increases your chances of getting sick from whatever respiratory illness there is by 25%. Oh, great. Yeah. It's nice, right? Might explain why we're seeing increases. Mm, that's a good thought. Yeah. Right? Because we think yeah. we're protecting ourselves with a cloth mask, but we're actually increasing our chances. So penetration above cloth masks by particles, and this is all particles, was almost 97%. And it was worse if you had worn the mask for more than a couple hours because you've saturated the cotton fabric or the silk fabric, whatever the cloth was, you saturated that fabric with just breathing the heat of your breath, and that's caused oversaturation of the mask to where it's no longer a filter. It's now a Petri dish for everything in the air. Yeah. And it will grow whatever's growing in the air. And now you're breathing in whatever that is, spores, whatever. Why do you think people who do mold abatement, and mold is a lot thicker than COVID. Yeah. Lar- larger particle. Mold asbestos. Yeah, asbestos. They're not wearing a freaking cloth mask to go <laughs> abate <laughs> an asbestos-laden property. No. No. I, I want to know something, though. You mentioned that they had a right of response. Yeah. Why? Be- because the 25% increase in... Well, Catching it? I mean, why did they? Did what? What mob told them that they needed? What prompted the response? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. So let me find it. I gotta find where I put the because info. The, the, this study throws out the idea of wearing a mask. It's not there to protect you or it, it throw or it definitely. Well, so specifically, this was written for healthcare workers. And there was only they could only find four studies ever randomized controlled trials done when it comes to cloth masks in the healthcare setting because it's not a normal thing. And they also showed that uh, most of the time only affluent countries have randomized controlled trials. So even during Ebola, people in, you know, Africa were wearing cloth masks, but nobody was doing a randomized controlled trial to see if that was effective, you know, and Ebola wasn't necessarily airborne anyway. Yeah. But, so there's not a lot of data on airborne particulate studies, you know. But they in that in the first study they said there was what 1,607 healthcare workers were recruited in the study, and the participation rate was 86 percent. Um, average number of participants per ward was 23. The mean age was 36. Uh, and the median was 20 patients per day that these people came in contact with. So that's a pretty good, like, an ER visit day. You know what I mean? How many? 20 patients per person was a good, e- that's an ER day. Yeah. You know, if you're. For 12 hours. For 12 hours, if you're treating a patient, if you're out front and actually triaging patients, that might be 10 times that number. You might see 200 people. You know? Yeah. You know, triage 200 people with your cloth mask on and increase your chances of getting COVID. So about 1,300, part, if it was 86%, you said? Yeah. 
86 per so, participation. Yeah. No, I'm saying the six, the, there was 1868 were approached, but the participation rate was 16, what did I say? 1605 or 1606, 1607. Okay. So that's 86% of what was approached. 1868 were approached. Yeah. And of that, 1,607 participated. So the ones that did not participate, they're like, uh, no way. No, man, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Why? Not. Because there's a risk. Right. I mean, it could be confounding factors. They could say, like, no, I don't want to, or no, I'm off that day. I'm not playing your silly games, Jayco. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jayco. Yeah, it wasn't Jayco. Anyway. Um, they did this trial starting in March. One of the trials was started on March 3rd, 2011. Um, so they've been doing, talking about this for a while. This isn't something that just happened yesterday. You know what I mean? This has been an ongoing discussion for quite some time. Yeah. So we've known, we as the medical community, or at least the data is out that shows that cloth masks are essentially useless. Right? Well, that's why I wanted to know what their the update the update was about. The update's similar. It just talks about coronavirus versus uh, the new coronavirus versus the old coronavirus. COVID-2 versus COVID-1. The bottom line is. And it says that masks, surgical masks, are minimally effective. 44% effective. But that's not what the general public... You know, most people don't have surgical masks. They have cloth masks that are made. They have cloth masks that are made by a friend, a family member, a seamstress or a seamstress Seamster. guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you say the stress thing. Uh, yeah. Seamster. I don't know. I'll say it wrong. Seamster. <laughs> seamster. If that's wrong, email us at info at com. Explain to me how I say the male version of seamstress. Because I don't know. And uh, if I look it up, I'll be wrong. I'll go down the, you know, you go down the medical <laughs> medical tunnel or well of information and you all end up with cancer. Stub my toe. Oops. Cancer. Must be cancer. That's I just I think it's, toe. I think it's funny though that they had to do an update for the COVID part. Like, yeah. shouldn't, it, it should, it's irrelevant <laughs> in the sense of the study's been done. Correct. Airborne. Diseases. I think they added droplet it, diseases. The way it looks, where when I didn't read the second part, I just read the first one. So the second part, I read the what I'm reading here. It just says that they added COVID to the two to the link that it's the same thing because everyone's forced into believing that this is a respiratory, you know, virus, and it's only transmitted by droplet aerosolized droplets. Okay, so what does that mean? Because if you're walking through Macy's and some old woman sprays perfume at the perfume counter, that's an aerosolized droplet that I can smell on the other side of the store, the yeah. rancid, nasty perfume. Taboo. Now, how does that happen? Does it go into the air intake and then get pushed out the hot air, you know, or the cold air return on the other end? Am I, am I smelling it because it's moving through the ventilation system? Also depends on the weight of the droplet. Correct. Right? That might be a little lighter, floats and farther. Floats farther. And we're saying that this is in micro aerosolized particles because they don't want, they can't back off. They already said it's aerosolized particles, right? 
They can't say it's in the air. If you say it's airborne, you're going to shut everything down. Run. Yeah, right. There'll be people buying. Like, you can't even get a face shield on Amazon right now. It can be a gas mask, you yeah. know? Yeah, if you, if, you, if you said it was airborne. Right. How dare you? Yeah, that'd be horrible. That would be horrible. Yeah, don't, don't say that. Now, you can... Greta's going to get mad at you again if you say it's airborne, man. Don't do that. Listen, you you we've already backed off on a few things. So in January, Fauci says, no, there's no concern here. Oh yeah, you want to you want to see what Fauci said in January? This is great. I love I love what Fauci said in January because he talks about how it's not going to be a problem for us in the U.S. Right? We are not going to have a problem. Manageable numbers. Um, bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I you know obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. So that was January 21st. Um, It was on Meet the Press, a news show. Talked about how not going to be a problem. January 21st, not an issue. (laughs) No No one needs to worry about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll think about it. We'll watch it. But it's not a problem. Not a problem. That was Fauci. Yeah. the the god of the darling of the health and human services epidemiology group yeah with all the patents to make his own money and then and then coming into march he was on face the nation 60 minutes talking about this well i mean the danger of minimization on on in, in any arena of of infectious disease and outbreak is that you might get people to be complacent number 1 um, number 2 uh, when bad things happen, your credibility is lost because you've downplayed something. So wow. is Fauci's credibility lost because he downplayed the virility of this virus? Yeah, because bad things happened. Bad things did happen. People died. I'm not saying that masks versus no masks caused or didn't cause this thing. But he clearly down like everyone was relying on this one guy nobody in the rest of the world relies on one doctor you come in and you need open heart surgery you're like i'm getting a second opinion of course you have cancer i'm getting a second opinion lockdown never move don't do anything quit your job lose everything wear masks don't wear masks grandma's gonna die don't ever see your family again oh he's right like what would happen if we questioned him on Twitter that day? Yeah. Not a lot of people knew who Fauci was. Let's face this. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've I been in the medical field for quite a while, and I didn't know who he was. No, I didn't either. And you've been in it a few couple years, a couple dozen years. Yeah. So, I mean, he became a public figure quickly, and early on he played it off as if it wasn't a big issue. And then he goes on this show two months later, a month and a half later, and he says, oh, it's going to be a problem. Big problem. So he even said he's going to lose credibility. I think maybe he has lost credibility. Maybe that's why he's not on TV talking about it anymore. Although he was on a podcast for Health and Human Services last week where the public information officer from Health and Human Services openly admitted he knows nothing about health at all. 
Yeah. Now he was appointed. I think he's appointed by Trump to run the Health and Human Services Committee. To be the public guy, he's appointed. It's appointed position, from what I understand. Oh. And he talks that the only thing he, everything he learned about health, he learned from the Obama website, the Obamacare website. Yeah, which means he didn't learn anything because <laughs> we all know that was a flop. Yeah, of monumental proportions for people and for healthcare providers. Oh yeah. So. You got a guy that knows nothing asking the preeminent epidemiologist of the country supposedly questions that he, how does he know if he's lying and telling the truth to what's going on? Yeah. How do you follow up with something that you have no idea what you're talking about anyways? Yeah. I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's a problem. So in the whole time we had governors, governors actually locking down the country, actually deciding to make major changes to the system, right? Um, but the government, and Tucker Carlson is a newscaster and he's on uh, Fox News. The other guys were, I'm kind of all over the map with my news. I'm just finding out who's talking about what. Very unbiased. <laughs> Very unbiased because it's all crap mostly. Um, but Tucker Carlson was talking to the governor of New Jersey and this was uh, recorded in April. So in April, they had shut everything down. By then, we'd been down for two or three weeks here in Nevada. Three weeks, I guess. Yeah. Or more, maybe four. By April 17th, we were down for four or five weeks by then. So this is the governor on Tucker Carlson talking about shutdowns. Now, why are we asking the governors to talk about the medical epidemiological stuff? I don't understand because these guys are public figures. They don't study this stuff. They don't know. But yet he's being asked and stuff's happening without reason. And I think that's why the country's a little upset. The specific measures you just referred to. Uh, now, large gatherings are banned, um, but liquor stores are deemed an essential service. Why, uh, on the basis of what scientific evidence did you decide that? couple of things. One is there are liquor stores in our state that actually have a little bit too many backroom gatherings. So we had a little bit of a challenge. We had to remind folks that liquor stores may be opening, but uh, may be open. But to your point, gatherings are not allowed. Uh, we relied on a whole lot of uh, input, uh, reasonable input from recovery coaches, addiction coaches. And they cautioned us if we were to shut, shutter those stores down, we'd have unintended mental health and addiction uh, prices to pay unintended consequences. I kind of like his point there, the governor's point there. That yeah. that's a that's an idea that I never really thought of, right? Because there is a bunch of people addicted to because liquor. Because you can't get alcohol from other spots than liquor stores specifically. You couldn't get it at the grocery store. I I don't know what New Jersey sells. We can buy it everywhere here. Hell, you can buy liquor at your child's daycare here. It's Vegas. You can get it at the you can, buy, you, can, you can get the health club. You can get you can get pizza at you know your one health club, and then you go so you go to Planet Fitness and you eat your pizza. And then you go to LVAC and you get your beer. You're, you're exercising, really. Well, you know it's health. It's all for your health. So I get his point there, but there was people that countries and they're not countries, cities, counties that closed things down that make absolutely no sense. Well, Michigan closed everything down, sort of, right? But the point is, is that what people, there was a guy arrested on a, on a paddleboard in California 
He wasn't anywhere near anybody. There was no lifeguards to protect him. That's not why he was arrested. Oh. But then you're going to cuddle up with two cops when you're getting cuffed. All of a sudden, social distancing becomes a problem. And they weren't wearing masks in the video. No, they weren't. So this was not, this was mob rule. This wasn't based on science. It wasn't based on science. Initially, it was like, slow the curve, let's slow the curve, let's slow the curve. And I got it. I, I think we all kind of bought in early on because we didn't understand what the tidal wave of insanity was coming. I get that. But then it comes down to masks again. And masks have stereotypically been to protect me as the healthcare worker from patient with illness. Never. And if you put any protective equipment on a patient and left the room with them and rolled them to CT, you can get your butt chewed. Oh, yeah. House supervisor, management team, other nurses. Why are they wearing a mask? That patient's got breathing troubles, and you're putting a mask on them? Yeah. That's stupid. I don't know how many times we saw that or heard that. I know I did. Yeah. In fact, I always made the joke when I was at the bedside was that, oh, so this patient only has TB and is only, you know, contagious when in the room. (laughs) Because if I roll them to CT, the entire hallway and all the stuff they've coming on, that's not a problem. But their room... They're contagious. If they're not wearing a mask. <laughs> if they're not wearing a mask. So, I don't know. It's which, a mess. They, which they say, you know, but before COVID, they would say, don't put a mask on somebody that has TB because right. it doesn't help them. It actually makes them sicker, supposedly. Yeah. That was the point. Don't we give it to them because it'll make them more sick. Put the mask on you. Yes. They won't wear the mask. Right. And then do whatever you need to do. You protect yourself from them. Always protect yourself. And... So I read I read some information on masks this weekend because it was really in my mind with this comment on Twitter. Yeah. I was uh, mask-centric the over mob. the weekend. Mob. Twitter. Got to. Yeah, so the medical uh, mob was coming after me. It was kind of Kafka-esque, if you ask me, the way <laughs> they came after me. Um, so I'm reading this info on masks, and if you think about it, you wear an N95 mask. That protects everything coming in, but it has a pressure relief valve. A lot of N95 masks have a one-way breather valve. So when I exhale, no matter what I exhale, it's not coming through the filtered portion of the mask. It's coming around and or through that exhalation valve. So purely everything that I'm expelling is just even respiratory droplets. It's coming out that valve, right? Yeah. Only time I'm, when I'm breathing in does that valve close and it closes off and allows me to breathe cleaner air through the filtration of the mask. Now, there are N95 masks that don't have that one-way breather valve, much harder to exhale in for sure, because when you exhale, if you exhale forcibly, you'll actually push the mask off your face a little bit. Yeah, it'll go out the sides. Correct. Surgical masks, the same thing. I poured concrete. I think I talked about this. I poured concrete in my house the other day bunch of bags of cement. I wore a surgical mask just so I didn't inhale all of the dust that was being brought up, the lime dust and all the gravel and stuff in the concrete mix. And I had all around my nose, nostrils, and face, I had some concrete dust. So that if I'm walking through this dust and getting that all over my face with a surgical mask on, I'm guaranteed that someone in the store or someone in the liquor store, as I said, which I haven't been in, but the grocery store or Costco or wherever, 
It's going to be useless. And then fomites, right? This stuff's supposed to live on items for months. Just kidding. It lives there for days. But according to the aerosol and surface stability of this new SARS compared with the old SARS, the New England Journal of Medicine published an article on April 16th that uh, has 698 cited articles in it. And it talks about the new COVID-19 that happened in Wuhan and they evaluate the stability of the aerosols of the virus um, on various surfaces and estimate their decay rates. And they use the Bassan, I think it's called Bassan regression model. Uh, let's see the aerosols containing SARS-CoV-2 or SARS-CoV-1 were general or generated with the use of a three jet collision nebulizer and fed into a Goldberg drum, which sounds really official. Yeah. Gold, any Goldberg, anything, anything with gold in it, gold. Yes. Um, so of the 10 experiments that were done with these two viruses, they were similar. COVID one and COVID two were very similar and the measurements were repeated, repeatable and duplicatable across all media. So they were able to multiply and do it multiple times with the same results. Um, COVID two was more stable on plastic and stainless steel than copper or cardboard. Viable virus was detected up to 72 hours after application on these surfaces. Though the virus titer was greatly reduced after 72 hours on plastic. Um, there was still enough that could get you sick. Right. Hmm. So think about that. You're going into Costco and someone sneezes out of their respiratory snot filled mask, cloth mask. They think they're protected from and they rub their face cause it itches. And then they pick up a bottle, you know, a case of bottled water and they move a couple cases out of the way cause they want the bottom case. Yeah. And you come in four hours later and you grab a case of bottled water. So people literally have been wiping down all their packages from, you know, Amazon and yeah. <laughs> shipments and things at the grocery store. The mask thing, back to the mask thing. People are wearing masks, touching their face, touching things, touching items, touching their face, putting the mask in their glove box in their car or on the console of their car, leaving, coming back, wearing the mask again. Yeah. You're not denying. Uh, like, we're we're not going to deny the fact that, you know, there, there are reasons. There are certain applications you would wear a mask to protect the other person. That person needs to be immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. Like th- that's why I would wear a mask. Say if I was going into something with cancer, you know, low white blood count. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to wear a mask even if I'm not sick. Right. To make sure I don't spread anything to them where their body can't fight it off. Well, the Twitter argument was that I don't know who's that. So my goal is to protect everybody in the universe equally. The reality of it is somebody who's immunocompromised in this day and age. Probably should have their own stuff on. Well, even if they did, masks. probably won't be going out. Yeah, true. I can speak for that only because I do have a friend that's going through this as mm-hmm. we speak. And he's like, you know, he's like, I, I'm i not going out. I'm not the one going to the grocery store. True. Why would I want to risk myself, you know, with somebody wearing a mask or not? Right. Like, why Why even take that, uh, you know, that chance? The it's risk. not worth it. it. Doesn't. Yeah, the juice isn't worth the squeeze at that point. Correct. I like that. Yeah. Well, it's a good old movie line, but yeah, I know. I'm going to steal I know. it. <laughs> I know. I'll but, steal it as my own. But the point is, you shouldn't necessarily see those people out. They will most likely, I, I'm assuming, 
I don't know, you know, if you're feeling like crap and you're going through, say, chemo and radiation, do you really feel like spending an hour outside in the heat going into your local grocery store and spending another hour trying to find groceries to go home and even have to deal with that? Just order, have the stuff delivered. Yeah, but there's something to be said for leaving the house at least for some time, right? I mean, you can't be locked up and cooped away. People need to be together. There's a show on Discovery Channel called Alone. Yeah, they drop people off out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's not easy for, I mean, these people are designated quote unquote survivors, right? They're the ones that are living and have taught themselves or learned how to live off the land away from other people. And it's a very hard thing for them to do. Sure. So even though we have social media, they don't have access to social media in that TV show or the competition show that they're doing, the reality show, but people in their house have some but there's still nothing to be there's something to be said for having an adult one-to-one conversation yes but you'd have to the, the you'd have to be in your house with no access to anything by yourself right to be absolutely miserable that you would want to leave well because because loan you know i've watched the episodes as well right the, all of them fail because they miss the interaction, right? Yes. They, that's the predominant reason they fail. It's not because they got injured or hurt. It's because they miss their family, their friends, their kids. But if you truly are a, a guy that wants to be alone, you're probably a guy that can handle it and or a woman that could handle it, and it's no big deal. I think that's not the norm, though. I think that's the you know stereotypical not normal person. We have Most too, people want to be with other people. Yeah, but we have too many people. There's too many things there's too many things out there that you, I just can't see somebody that's dealing with the, with their disease process to, to have to be forced to leave because they're, they're not socializing. No, they're not. I don't think they're leaving to socialize. I think those people would leave to go walk through the park to leave, to go hang out with their friends. Right. I I don't think they have a say, you know, they have no fight in this game with COVID. I think they've lost their ability to have that argument. Like it's, it's, it's been taken away. Cancer's taken away. If you have cancer, right. It's taken away their, you know, they just got to do what they got to do to survive. They're, they're all about surviving. Okay. Right. Right. So I would, I would agree with you on that though. I would say, yeah, if they want to go to the park, if they're going by themselves and they know they're not going to interact with anybody, I think it would be absolutely fine for them to do that. So, but don't you think that the, the angry mob will come after them if they're not wearing a mask? Well, there again, you know, they're in public. It's freaking windy outside. The aerosolized particles aren't sticking around. You're being told, though, that you don't know what these people have and you should protect them from you. The thing is, I'm socially distant from them if I'm outside. And that's my point. That's the biggest argument. We're not here sitting around or standing next to people on purpose. No, I'm not coughing in people's faces as if to infect them. Coughing's changed. How do you. Uh, you know, you used to cough to fart. Yeah, right. You used to cough to hide your farts, you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so now yeah. you can't do that anymore. It's almost more appreciative if you just fart. If you just fart, you're like, oh, at least I'm not going to get COVID. <laughs> at least no one will look at you with a, a funky look. Like you know. I sneezed. I sneezed in a grocery store one day. I was way down the aisle. And I'm like, I don't have COVID. Like I screamed it just yeah. so people didn't shoot me. I was worried that I would be mauled. This was early in the pandemic. And my... <laughs> So my family hasn't left the house till last week. My wife and kids finally left for, they went to the store. 
Oh, that's good. I need to get Since mid March. My kids and my wife have been out and about for at least a month or maybe a month and a half. Really? Yeah, my family hasn't left the house since mid March. It's driving everyone crazy. Hence the mob. Right. But I think it is reflective upon where you live. If you live in a two bedroom apartment with three kids, and there's people that do. That's going to drive you absolutely stir crazy. Well, it drives people me. that live in a motorhome here. I live, I, mean? I live in a you know fairly large home, right? And it drives me crazy now because my wife works from home. So <laughs> there was there was a great story about that that people were posting. I had no idea my husband was the. We'll get back to that guy, <laughs> you know. We'll come back around to that. Like women posting about husbands working from home and husbands posting about women working from home, and how the comments that they make in their new zoom calls were counter to anything they ever knew about their spouse. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But I'm sure you're seeing evidence of that when your wife's having conversations with people she works with. No, because I don't listen to her conversations, but she sees evidence in me. Ah, you know, why aren't you doing this or that? And that? I'm like, usually you're not here. (laughs) So I feel like I've done work. Right. Just at my pace. Right. Not in hers. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) because <laughs> when she when she used to get home and it wasn't done you used to be like i was so busy today and now she knows you weren't busy. you're just working yeah. slow so basically the data <laughs> yeah right the data you provided or we talked about mm-hmm. is 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 saying to us you really don't you really shouldn't need to wear a mask right because you actually have a 25 percent increase risk of risk getting of, sick of getting sick and they weren't using, to be fair, that wasn't with, you know, in 2015, COVID-2 yeah. didn't exist. Coronavirus 2 didn't exist. So SARS-CoV-2, it wasn't around in 2015. That was all, that was other coronavirus, flus or coronaviruses, um, TB and Ebola, I think was all the stuff that was tested in there. So SARS-1 and the flus were the big ones, avian flu, the other pandemics. So... You know, everyone's saying, well, this is different because this latent period's three, you know, two to three weeks. You don't know if you're an asymptomatic spreader. You could be killing people and not even know it. Yeah, but getting back to the last WHO study, asymptomatic people are not spreading. Correct. So, I mean, it's But I could put up all the data I wanted to the mob. They were not going to listen to it. That was the point. I could put all the data I wanted. My data is sound. It's not from... They weren't putting up data that actually had a, so it was a picture of a stick figure with yeah. a pulmonary hemorrhage. So would you say a mob is kind of like a cult? A mob is a cult. Yeah, absolutely. So when they're cultish in their design, I think we, you, a cult you slowly indoctrinate, right? So there are, I think there's three steps to being indoctrinated into a cult and one of the things a cult will always say to you is do your own research. We hear that all the time. You hear, you see people post that stuff. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, do, do the research, man, read something. Would you read some data? Well, what are you reading? You're reading the stuff they feed you. They're not sending you contradictory evidence. They're sending you very, you know, confirmatory evidence, their stuff, their info. Yeah. So you read that. And then people like to be part of the cool kids. They do. Remember back to school, high school, junior high? 
everyone wanted to be in the cool kid group, right? Uh, I even today I think to myself, man, I hope my son is around the cool kids, right? Part of the cool kid group. So when I look at this, I know that the people who are responding are responding from an emotional standpoint. They are part of the cool kid group. They feel that they're helping by their virtue signaling of yelling and screaming through social media to yell at someone that they don't know that'll never see them, will never come in contact with these people probably ever, and telling me who studies this, pays attention to it scientifically, not just you know emotionally. I'm looking at the scientific aspect of it. Yeah. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not wearing a mask when I see patients, right? Yeah. I don't like to, but some patients ask it for me to, and I do. If they ask me for me to, I respect it. I had a conversation with a good friend the other day at her house, and she asked because her son's, you know, immuno, he's a type 1 diabetic, and so she said, would you wear a mask? I'm like, not a problem. I have no yeah. problems with that. I'm not saying that I'm going to stop my, I'll go into Costco wearing a mask. That's their store policy. They have the right to say that. I am not about to be, you can't make me wear a mask. Shut up. Yeah, and you don't have to go to Costco. I don't either. have to. I don't have to patronize that store. I don't have to talk to my friend. I could do a lot of other stuff without sure. wearing a mask. You're right. You're reasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. But my my biggest argument was I don't like that the government is going to dictate yeah. that I wear a mask. I think people are doing the mask thing anyway. problem is they're doing it wrong, but they're doing it anyway, mm-hmm. right? So they're wearing masks and gloves and crap anyway in the stores and they're touching stuff. They're goofing with stuff. They're monkeying with everything. Why? So what good is the mask doing for you? And it's a freaking disposable mask. It literally should be thrown away in a garbage can when you're done with it. No, it's funny thing is I see those masks on the ground. Oh, the litter's abysmal. It's everywhere. Brutal, dude. Yeah, it's bad. It's stupid. It's become our cigarette butt of the 20, you know, 21st century. Because I used to see, in the 80s, you'd see cigarette butts oh, everywhere. 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 And you see them now, but not near like you did then. Yeah. Cigarette butts were all over the place. Now they're just in the landfill. Here, it's surgical masks or cloth. You know, at least that's the one thing about cloth masks. They just stay getting gross infected and yeah. live in cars. People aren't throwing their handmade cloth masks away. Nope. They should be, though. They should not even be wearing them. Let's put it that way. I would, I, I, I would assume they wash them. I, I, I have a cloth know. mask that sits in my uh, turning signal. On your, hangs, your gang on your car? Hangs in my car. Okay. And uh, it's just in case of an emergency. In case you know, somebody says, you need a mask, and I'm not going to provide you one if you need to come in. So I used to have people look at me funny when I got gas in my truck, because I've always kept a box of uh, nitrile gloves in my truck door. Because when I'm going to work or coming from work, I'm in scrubs. I don't want to get gasoline smell on my hands. Yeah. So I wear gloves to like pump gas. Nobody looks at me funny anymore. They fully expect it to happen. Yeah. Not fun. You're not, it's not odd. I was cool before wearing gloves at the gas pump was cool. Yeah. Just saying. I've never worn gloves at the pump, but, yeah, but I was I was just I don't like smelling like gasoline when I I mean it's don't, a great it's a great perfume when I'm working on the truck. Don't it's, spill your gas, dude. Well, I, hey, man, I'm telling you. It wasn't me. It was the guy before me. <laughs> That's what it was. So 
I don't know. The whole mask thing is offensive to me that I'm mandated to wear them in, in the public, general public. I think we're going to end up with a guideline here that to me is just idiotic. With Phoenix, I think California is passing one. I'm not for sure, but I think California has got a mask, mandatory mask deal. Phoenix has mandatory masks. Um, it's going to become the, the standard. There's actually stores in malls now that are open called COVID-19 Accessory Store. Wow. I saw one on Twitter the other day when I was being accosted by the mob. I was flipping through, and there's a picture of a COVID-19 store. Great pivot for somebody, for some business. (laughs) Went from, you know, dresses or shoes to COVID-19 masks and personal first aid kits and respirators and I've been seeing a lot of that out there. Um, what store was I at recently? And I'm like, oh, look at that. They have masks. Oh, Target. They have a big center aisle of all these masks that you couldn't find. Now you can find them. That's good. Well, Lowe's. I was in Lowe's Sunday. And Lowe's had... Now, check this out. What did a mask cost us? A surgical mask cost us. Not in the medical community, but just in general public. If you'd wanted to buy one, say, oh, January 2020. Yeah. Not six months ago. What did a mask cost? Maybe a single mask. 25 cents, maybe. Yeah, maybe. 50 cents even. Now, a 20-pack of masks was twenty five ninety nine at Lowe's. Oh, yeah. Total ripoff. Yeah. They're making like a 1,000% markup or whatever. I think they're selling a, a, the same mask quantity at... Um uh, what's that other store? Uh, Ace, Ace. Ace Hardware. And this was a couple months ago. They won like 40 bucks. Yeah, but that's when... Not shopping there anymore. No, that's when you could barely get any. Yeah. Right? That's when China had taken all Price of Price gouging, dude. It was right. ridiculous. So I know 3M can only make so many. I can't remember. I had the number at one time. I don't remember off the top of my head now. But they had, no, they had a certain amount of number they can make a week or a day. It yeah. was in the Millions. millions. So, but they were already being accounted for and sold and couldn't keep up with production. So, you know, we went from, holy cow, this isn't going to be a problem. Fauci even said, hey, it's not going to be a problem. You know, and then Fauci said, eh, it's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what does that tell us? That tells us nobody knows. Nobody knows. Period. Well, I think the governor of... uh, Governor of New Jersey, he knew what to do. He said that we're going to... Uh, I called up Cardinal Tobin, uh, Cardinal Joe Tobin in Newark. There are five or six archdioceses in New Jersey. It was coming up to Easter and Holy Week in particular. And I said, listen, I'm really concerned. About- so he was concerned and called the Cardinal Joe Tobin. Oh. Maybe that's who we should call. We have a Tobin Dodge. <laughs> we should give them a call. We should call Tobin. That'd be awesome. We should call Tobin Dodge and ask for Cardinal Joe Tobin. Cardinal Joe Tobin. They'd laugh us off the off the phone. I'm telling you, they'd be like, "Uh, you're weird. Stop calling." Well, I know our governor is had passed or mandated that all uh, workers in not restaurants, but all working people should wear masks or have to wear masks. Okay, but if they're wearing a cloth mask and they're more susceptible to getting sick, then they're more susceptible to passing that illness on to you. Is it really beneficial to wearing a mask? As per our argument, no, we know that. Right. But that's what he's passing, or he had passed a couple days ago. What you just said 
is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, God better have mercy on my soul. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, kind of beat the mask thing to death today. But when it comes to the mob thing, I think we really need to address that in the next podcast. We got to talk about how the mob can have such power over ineptitude and how they can silence people who are just asking questions. Yeah. Especially preeminent scientists like Tim Noakes and doctors like Gary Fetke. I'm not comparing my mask statement to them, or at least I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to compare my knowledge of science to their knowledge of science, but I am trying to compare the way I was, you know, accosted. They were, they literally had to go in front of the board. Gary Fedke also had to go in front of the, the medical board in, you know, uh, in Australia and fight to get his license to practice medicine. Defend himself, which yeah. he shouldn't have he to He was do. guilty before proven innocent. He was because of a Twitter post, not because he killed a patient he advised he advised somebody to eat low carb high fat gary fetke calls it low carb healthy fat yeah. he doesn't call it high fat tim noakes calls it high fat there's diets out there keto diet keto is great right which i think we should discuss but i'm saying these guys made a twitter comment about a diet you know, how how long before the medical community is silenced in having simple discussions about is a mask relevant? Yeah, you can't. We can have the we can have our opinions and comments and right talk about it on this podcast because nobody's shutting us down. Right. Well, we only have three people listening anyway, so they're not going to say nothing. But it only takes one to start. Only right. takes one to feed off the other to start the mob. Right. Right, true. So you made one simple comment. Correct. And, and it, it wasn't a wrong comment, by the way. It wasn't a wrong one. And then it just got away. Like, it went further from the initial statement. Isn't that isn't a, that like the game? What was the game? The telephone booth game? Or the telephone game when you were in elementary school? You all stood in a line. The first person had to tell a story to the next person. Yeah, and how, how much did it change by the last person? Correct. You told it to 10 people, and it started out as... There was a wolf walking in the mountains and he, you know, got scared and he howled the moon. And at the end it was Superman was flying and stabbed two people. Like it was totally just a different story. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, nobody looks at the original post. And I did notice that the mob functions from their own point of view. Now, don't get me wrong. In a text, a lot of stuff can get missed in a text, right? So, uh, Jordan Peele. And uh, he's got they had, they had a really good comedy show on Comedy Central, these two guys. And they had a text back and forth with each, with each other on the show. And it was a comedy skit. Mm-hmm. But the one guy was like, so you want to go to the bar? He's like, yeah, we'll go to the bar. He's like, now? You know, and he was offended because of the way the guy was responding. But the guy that was responding was just like nonchalant, like responding. He didn't, it wasn't angry about it. 
So it was all based on each one of their perceptions on how the other person responded because you can't read in fluctuation in voice. You can't read innuendo. You can't read anyone's. Yeah, you, you know, assume when he, maybe he typed now as capital N-O-W. Right. But you're like, oh, he's he's yelling now? Now? Now he wants to fight me? Maybe oh. his cap lock was just locked. Um, right. Maybe that's how he types. Maybe he's Trump and types with caps locks on. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's very angry. Who knows? But there's a lot of people that take that and that read those texts and literally take it personal. Oh yeah, for sure. They they put there's their a lot own, of personal response to me. They put their own emotion into the text. Yeah, reading it and and it's not what it was meant or how it should have been said or whatever. They dismissed part of like a couple people dismissed part of what I said completely. They didn't even read what I responded to. They were just straight up putting their own opinion out there. In a, like, you're an idiot because PPE wasn't even available. I'm like, fuck, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, the person that said, you know, masks and PPE, and you're like, it's the same thing. Mask is PPE, you douche. That's the same stuff. Yeah. Those, use, those words are interchangeable. These people got so upset. Uh, it was kind of funny to listen to. I really enjoyed that part of my day. I'm not going to lie. It was a good. It was a good Saturday to to see all that. Even the negative comments were hilarious. I, I wish I could I can't remember be all so of lucky. them. We can't be lucky. I don't know if that's luck. It definitely wasn't skill, but I don't know that I'd call it luck either. I think there's a negative context to that. Yeah. Well, so what's the gist of this? So the gist of it is, yeah, I mean, we're not telling people not to wear masks. If you want to no. wear a mask, that's your choice. We're just giving you other data out there. Other right. things that you can pull from to make uh, maybe make a wiser choice, I guess. And I'm not even making a suggestion. I was merely asking the question: yeah. Is a mask truly the most effective way at stopping this? Because it's still we don't harp on the catching. hand, but we don't harp on the hand washing like we harp on the mask wearing. Yeah, nobody's harping on the hand washing. You don't see people when you walk out of the bathroom go, "Did you wash your hands?" I didn't see your hands I did, are dry. I didn't, I didn't see you wash your hands. Yeah. Your hands are dry. Why didn't you wash your hands? That would be the bigger th- issue than wearing a mask. Correct. That's my point is we're not even harping on the stuff that really makes change, right? Nobody's, nobody's not yelling. building more bathrooms. Correct. No, there's no more bathrooms. We're being not built. popping up like, you know, wash stations. Right. Maybe they should. Well, some places do have more hand sanitizer being placed in their spots, but is it that is that is that even effective enough? I don't know. I just I didn't wasn't able to print it because I just kind of glanced by it today. But there was an article that says that some hand sanitizer is being recalled because it could they didn't have cause enough damage, the, and they probably didn't have enough of the isopropyl alcohol or yeah. whatever's in it. It's not actually working. Yeah, I think they you need like seventy percent something like that. Yeah, and there's different versions of it though too. Some's made with alcohol. Some's made with a different chemical, like yeah. a chlorhexidine type chemical. Yeah, and there's different v- percentages that you need to kill COVID, I guess. Yeah, and certain bacteria, right? But there, there was some hand hygiene. That's interesting. We mentioned this because there was some hand hygiene stuff just at you know at hospitals that did not meet the minimum requirements <laughs> of alcohol or ethanol right. or whatever whatever portion they needed to be it was right. like you know say say you need 70 percent. it was like 66 okay so, so it wasn't even enough to do what they needed to do no like i, I don't nobody really paid money you know 
they finally did the research on it or did the, 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 yeah, they finally did the research on it. So they got the exact numbers. And then when they, when they published those numbers, people were finally looking into it and saying, Hey, we're not even effective enough. So our, if you're not effective in the hospital, you're definitely not going to be effective in the general some public. product in a general public. But nobody, never once have I ever been asked, did you wash your hands? Now, I ask my kids that all the time. Yeah, me too. And I'm teaching my kids that they need to wash their hands all the time. Now, I, being a nurse, nurse practitioner, I'm a heavy hand washer. Yeah. I wash my hands a lot. And you should. Correct. That's probably why I don't get sick very often. I also don't. Like pick my nose and put my hand in my mouth and lick my fingers and lick doorknobs and do weird stuff. I don't yeah. eat Tide Pods either. But my point is, is that I wash my hands all the time. But at no point in time has anyone asked me, "Did you wash your hands?" No, they're not. It's not even being media is not picking up on that. No, nobody said nothing about it. Everyone's you so focused on this stupid mask. It's just the mask ridiculous. thing, right? So the question becomes: Could I not wear a mask ever? Walk around, not touch my face, and which you'd be less likely to do, which I'd be less likely to do without the mask bothering my face. Yeah, and then would I then be able to wash my hands more frequently and prevent the spread? Listen, if you just put a sink outside of every building that you had to go into, yeah, how many people do you think would immediately wash their hands as soon as they got out? Probably I think they would. I some maybe, but I don't think all of them would. I I think if they see it, more people would. Yes. They w- or when they're walking in. Oh, yeah, let me wash my hands real quick. Yeah, right. We don't know what we've in touched. and out. In and out would be great, right? It'd be, so it'd be great. You walk into the grocery store, Kroger or any other grocery stores, you walk into one, wash your hands. Well, there's a nice big sink there, a bunch of soap. Wash yeah, your hands, clean up. Put your hand under the soap dispenser. Yep. Have the water. You don't even have to touch a single thing. No. Wash and your it hands. And can completely temporary. Yes. With a with draining out to the curb. Right, it's just water, right. It's just water. Right. Unless, you know, you're worried about that water, you know, splashing up on somebody. Right, and infecting their toes. That would be a smarter play than to keep harping on people if they wore their mask. See, wearing the mask doesn't stop the spread of the disease. We know this because we can see that the disease is still going on. It's still continuing there's great arguments, though. I'm just I just brought two papers, but there is great arguments that say that wearing the appropriate mask at the appropriate time does prevent spread. So, if you're a nurse or a doctor doing an aerosol or a respiratory therapist or an X-ray technician, and you're performing an aerosolized procedure on a patient, whether it's an intubation, a bronchoscopy, something that's going to be severely aerosolizing, wearing a mask or a papper, a respirator, a face mask, a Tyvek suit is all appropriate to prevent you from getting coronavirus. I'm not talking about those places. Correct. I am talking about the general public, me walking around town, not interacting with other people. Not, I mean, so the closest interaction I have is ends up being with the cashier. And here in town, and I'm sure it's this way everywhere, because we're not that weird here. We are, but I don't know that we're any different than anywhere else because these are national chains doing this. I can only assume the national chains are doing it everywhere. Yeah. But there's a big plexiglass shield blocking my conversation. So now I have to yell at the person, you know? Yeah. So if I have a mask on and the shield, I have to yell even louder at the person for them to understand what I want or need or what the price is, that kind of stuff. 
And I don't see them wiping down. No. After every cu- customer. They did for the first three days. Yeah. The, I, I don't see it now. I remember they wiped down the, the credit card pad after you used it. Like, I would feel safer seeing the sink before I come into the store. And after I leave. Being told you have to wash your hands before you come into the store. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I would feel safer knowing that what's in the store, unless they're touching their face. Right? But so if, you're not, so if you're not wearing a mask and you're sneezing and coughing, you're essentially expelling respiratory droplets onto the items that are in the store. Yeah. Right? So you're depositing, potentially depositing COVID onto plastics and packaging and every other thing. And then your clean hands are going to touch that stuff, put it in the basket, and then you're going to touch it in your car, and then you're going to get home, and it's all over your car. Unless there's a sink outside. Right, unless you're... Well, if there's a sink outside, you're still going to touch the stuff again. You're not washing the stuff. i got to wash my hands, though. You do. But you're not... You're going to touch the stuff. I'm just saying that... How far do we go with this is the question. Like, There's got to be a level of insanity that was reached that's no longer you know, rational for the yeah. average human being. Masks, I think, are a small thing. You know, like if it got to we need to put a thermometer in your butt crack before you come in, I want to like we're going to stick a thermometer up your butt hole because it's the most accurate thermo- temperature measurement. Instead of scanning my head, they're going to stick a thermometer up my butt. Nobody's going to that store. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's a big term. A couple people might. This is 2020. Sure. But the vast majority of people are not going to go in that store. If that's how you're going to take rectal you know, temperatures to get into my store, you're not coming in. So that's the, that's the overreach. That's the too far. So what's the, what's the difference between mask and rectal well, temperature? Easy. Let me tell you. The mob can oversee it and can actually see you wearing a mask. So if you're not wearing a mask, they can easily go after those people not wearing masks because they can visually see it. I can't confirm or deny that you even washed your hands before you walked into the store. True. You can't confirm or deny that you have a hand sanitizer while in the store washing your, you know, keeping your hands clean if you happen to touch your nose or your phone or whatever. But I can sure see you wear a mask. Very true. So very true. I think from a, a visual um, aspect you can totally see you wearing a mask and if you come into my store you're not wearing a mask i can absolutely jump on you and so can everyone else because you know this is 2020 baby that's right well i'm gonna play this video this was in a grocery store at staten island in may may 24th and a woman was walking through the grocery store not wearing a mask and then she got mobbed she got attacked by people in the store for not wearing a mask. Now they decided to close the distance on her yeah. and not remain socially distant. And then one person takes off their mask to yell louder, Brilliant. contradicting their own mob argument. Yeah. It's hilarious. And then I'm going to see if it'll play. Cause I didn't have it queued up to be able to play. So we'll see what happens. It probably won't play. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Wow. The mob attacked a woman in the frozen food section in Call, Staten Called her a loser. Loser. Get out, you freaking pig. Dirty. Dirty. Dirty A pig. Yeah. 
So I'm not going to use their words. They were quite blunt. I mean, yeah, but mob mentality. That's well, my point, though. She she was wearing a mask. That's right. And, but she wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't like coughing, sneezing, nope. stuffy head fever, so you can rest medicine. None of that. Nope. She was probably asymptomatic carrier. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know about it. But the reality of it is that's my point. You can visually see it. So you can harp on the mask because everyone can see it or not. Right. You cannot go after everyone and say, you didn't, now change that. You didn't wash your hands. Why? You get out of here. You're dirty. Because technically she would be if she didn't wash her hands. Right. So you can say those things. But can you say that? I mean, is that? Sure. No, they did. Yeah, they did. Can can they? I don't think. Like if, if you turn around and said, you know, you happen to see her not wash her hands. But once again, it's easy to go, to attack somebody. I don't That's, think it's easy to attack. I would never attack. I would. I don't think it's easy. I would never attack somebody for that. Well, okay. So it's easier for them to the mob to visually see something to attack. Correct. It's, it gives them a target. It's for sure. easier for them to attack her. Yeah. Because everybody else thinks they're doing the right thing, and she's doing the wrong thing. When the reality of it is, she's probably the safest one there. Correct. Well, so what happened to the idea of herd immunity? Right. See, and that was my point to this initial Twitter post, was that this guy's saying that his mask doesn't protect him. His mask protects me. Oh, thank God. Well, I didn't ask for you to protect me. I'm, I can protect myself. This is the way I look at this. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to protect myself from the collective mob, right? Yeah. So I'm going to wear the appropriate mask for the appropriate moment and the appropriate time to protect me. I'm not relying upon anyone else to do that for me. I don't do it in any other situation. Yeah. I drive with my head on a swivel, not looking at my phone, paying attention to where I'm going. Being responsible. Being responsible. Because I ask any motorcycle rider. No motorcycle rider expects cars to protect them on the road. They are defensive of cars. Yeah. They ride way alert and aware of the vehicles around them because they know that cars are not paying attention. They have their, don't pay attention to motorcycles. They're ready to run them over to suck and notice without seeing them not paying attention to what's happening. Yeah. Right? So my argument on Twitter to one guy was that it's like making the law for me to wear a seatbelt, the law for me to protect me from me. Like, oh, now you don't want to wear a seatbelt? Now you want to kill your family? I didn't know. That's not what I said. (laughs) I'm saying that if it's a law that I have to wear a seatbelt, why, why, why are you protecting me from me? Why are you making a law that I wear a mask? Why is the mob yelling at this woman for not wearing a mask? Taking away rights, man. If they, I don't even know that. I'm saying this woman was supposedly the only one in the room not wearing a mask. And they're all wearing masks. Collectively, they're all protected because the mask is protecting them. Even if she's not. Yeah. She'd be standing in the middle of all of them getting yelled at like she was. Poor woman ran out of the store as the mob, get out of here, screaming at her. Yeah. Calling her names. Right. And that was not Twitter. That was in-person aggressive action in her face. Yeah. Well, one person started it and everybody else felt they can jump on. Well, that's part of the cool kids, right? The mask wearing cool kids. They're all wearing masks. Yeah. So my my next theory to test is, does it have to be a f- mask that covers my mouth and nose? 
Because what if I get one of those point break masks of the dead presidents? <laughs> a mask is <laughs> like a, mask. a Richard Nixon Halloween mask. Yeah. Rubberized Halloween mask from Richard Nixon. Michael, Michael Myers would be a good one. Too. Yeah, like a hockey goalie mask. That'd be awesome. No, that's Jason. Oh, that's Jason. I don't know the difference. I don't watch that okay. genre. I could get a Vegas Golden Knights hockey mask. Yeah. You know, since it's a hockey town now. I could wear a hockey mask to the store and say, look, I have a mask on. That's not the right mask there. Well, you didn't clarify. You didn't say it needs to be a surgical mask. And how would they know what the right mask is? Because the CDC tells them? Well, the CDC's. So what are we going to start believing the CDC? Because... The CDC, back to the low-carb, high-fat guys that we talked about earlier who were persecuted in South Africa and Australia, the CDC tells me that I'm supposed to wear or supposed to eat 45% of my caloric intake through carbohydrates. They, guarantee, they ultimately guarantee that they're going to give America diabetes. More money. Right. Who, well, who supports them? Coca-Cola. Sugar. Coca-Cola supports most of these people, funds most of the studies, so which will be on the next one of the next podcasts. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but I'm saying the CDC is wrong on that in that regard. So they're wrong. Are they wrong or right on the masks? Are they wrong or right on the numbers? Are they wrong and right? I I don't know. But I'm at, simply asking questions and wanting to address the efficacy of wearing a mask and why you would wear one. And I was destroyed, attacked. It was awesome. <laughs> I would totally do it again if given the opportunity. If I get the opportunity, excuse me for my hiccup. If I if I'm given the opportunity, I will do it in a heartbeat. You you might let we we just shoot this. Yeah, I I might even them. post this podcast as a response to them. I'm gonna literally tag it in some of those feeds just to see because I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be great. So. Well, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will talk with everybody next time. You've been listening to Medically Unbiased. Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening.